Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bada bing, bada bang. I wanted bang to rhyme with hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. Boom, smooth. Bada bing, bada bang, hello. Bang, well, bang, this is where bada meets bing meets bang. Yeah. Hello and welcome. This is the show, uh, best show out there uh, in terms of podcasts, maybe even in terms of any other produced piece of content on the internet, television, or uh, in other worlds. So welcome. You're welcome. And uh, let's kick it off. This is a episode where we'll be talking about your questions sent to us, but normally we talk about movies. Yes. TV shows. Yes. Comic books. Yes. Video games. Uh-huh. And the great beyond. Not talking about death unless we're talking about the onward or the good place or something else. But this show is canonically has always been hosted by two strapping young men. One name, Mr. DJ Waldridge. That's me. That's that one. And the other voice is hosted by none other than the body of one young supple boy, Samuel Bashur. And welcome. That's you. You're the supple boy. Your lives are about to change for the worst let's go ahead and kick it off we're talking about your question sent to us via uh, our discord which you can join over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers we lowered our price points to five dollary dues boys and girls so if you are a fan of the show if you think this intro is slick and smooth and you want more of it please consider supporting over at patreon and you can join our discord which is where we went a hunting for a topic for this episode mm-hmm. um because you know during quarantine gang we, while i listed what we talk about and there's not a lot of a couple of those things coming out right now a lot of things have been delayed well indefinitely sometimes yeah let's let's um kind of start off with we you know you and i were talking um earlier this week about the so all the cw superhero shows which we used to talk about on um super tv showdown on our patreon uh, with Roxy Stryer. Uh, all those shows had a kind of a truncated season, but Arrow feels pretty good. It was able to, it, it was able to stick to its plan. Um, but the rest of the shows kind of had truncated seasons and are not supposed to come back until um, January of 2021. Man, 2020 felt like a future year, like a year that we in humanity was never supposed to reach. But now 2021, what are you saying? This is some sci-fi gobbledy bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this is, we're, this is, we're, get, we're in the end game now, kids. Uh, it's so yeah. weird. Are you, I don't know how much you plan ahead on things, Sam, but like I, you know, I'm, I, like a lot of people, I feel like 2020 was supposed to be my year, man. Like I had shit lined up. I had plans. I was ready to go. And then oh. all this shit oh, yeah. happened. And now it's like, well, I guess 2021, like it's, it's May. There's more, there's still more 2020 left than we've already been through. And I'm already like, well, I guess 2021 is it. (laughs) No, I, I kind of just want to yell at God or the world or the government. Like I got shit to do, Yeah, you know, like I, I wanted to do, I had, uh, I did a lot of goal setting this year, and a lot of those things are just physically not achievable right now. Yeah, and that's really hard to think about because it feels like my fault. And um, it's not. And I know it's not. There's nothing you can do not. about it. But it, but and but you're right. It feels that way. But I do know that I can. I have a 
uh, I actually had a, a, just a nice epiphany this week. It's, it's and it's nothing profound. It was just a, a come to Jesus moment for myself of what I can do to make to feel productive in what I want in life. And it's not about accomplishing something so that I feel good. It's more about right now. I'm waiting. I, I kind of felt like I was waiting for like this thing to like start to wrap up, you know, yeah. so I can get back to what I wanted to do. But right now the circumstances are what they are. So I'm going to accomplish what I'm going to accomplish during this time. So I'm going to adjust, reevaluate. And, uh, and I don't, I don't have to beat myself up if I'm having a bad day because shit's weird as shit right now. And, yeah. uh, to put it kindly yeah. and, um, I, 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 but it was a good moment for me about, uh, how I can handle, this quarantine and how the rest of the year and the rest of the in the next couple of years are going to look because of because of this uh, i'll call it a setback and it's a it's a setback and i need to i need to readjust um because it's a bummer but we'll get through it together and um and yeah i uh and i we asked uh, you guys what you guys are have been doing to kind of pass the time as well not to get too ahead of ourselves right now but yeah for the uh CW shows they did have to wrap up a little early because um, they just didn't have time to film yeah. the rest of them, which is crazy that that it was a reminder of how long ago this started. Um, so yeah, the Flash had its series season finale, excuse me. Yeah, and uh, it, it clearly wrapped up on we wanted more episodes. There was meant there meant to be more episodes. Did you? I got a question for you because I, I you know I um, recently I was on friend of the show Roxy Tri was on her show and we kind of talked about. I asked her has she watched any of the shows since we started start, stopped doing super TV. Have you kept up with flash at all? That's the only one I watch. Okay. I watch it week to week. How I, is I, it? How has it been this season? It's weird. Cause it's just better. It feels better. Like it, it, it feels like a better show. Uh, it's not like season one, which was really tight. Like there's still some weak stuff, but like this whole, this whole half of it has been mirror master centric. Yeah. It's not a guy who got meta abilities. The setup is really cool. That uh, did you watch any of it? By the way, I can just no, honestly, and it's not even like an intentional thing. I just ever since we've done, um, we finished with Arrow and Crisis on Finite Earths. I just, I just stopped watching. So what the setup is is like there's a new world now, and Cisco goes out to like explore. Like he's still on the show. He just kind of like they do that weird rotation thing between him, Ralph, and Joe. Yeah, Caitlin. We're like, who's on the show that week? Yeah, right. Like um, he's like all the villains that have died in the past. They're back, and there's more, and they're 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 different and like he uh and the world's different the, the layout of it and barry and anyone who remembers crisis now has to adjust to what the new world is necessarily and like, like it's cool hearing them talk about superman and martian manhunter and supergirl and like batman and stuff like that it's just cool hearing that yeah but, at, but the premise is um original collider explosion that gave flash's powers uh this scientist uh one of the mirror masters last name is mcculloch right? yeah Something evan, like that. evan mcculloch yeah so it's evan my McCulloch. favorite mirror master so evan mcculloch's wife eva that's what the, mm-hmm. the it, she accidentally falls into a mirror uh and has been trapped there and her husband who runs mcculloch like technologies uh has been trying to get her out and but he ends up kind of like the with the technology he creates creates black hole as like a black uh a, a black market for superhero tech supervillain tech yeah and uh has been and was never able to get her out of wherever she was but she's basically gone crazy in there her brain has just kind of like been jumbled for one being alone but also watching all of her loved ones from the other side of a mirror and there they set up this kind of cool plot point that you being in there after a while kind of lets your thoughts reflect back and forth and ping pong around a little bit. So Mm -hmm. you kind of start to like lose yourself and they set it up with Iris getting pulled in there by her 
and she replaces Irish with like a like a mirror version of her that's made out of like mirror material, like a glass. Yeah. Uh, and she's starting to do like an invasion of the body snatchers type story where she's yanking people into the mirror world and replacing them with someone else that she's able to control. And uh, now she's out, and Irish and all the other people are still stuck inside. Uh, the uh, mirror world and the setup for the villains have been cool. The only uh, they talked about Atlantis, like Cisco went to Atlantis to go get something Uh, like it's just the, the show just feels tighter the way that they're able to fight the mirror duplicates and the way that they're using reflective surfaces is really creative. And so far, like, and the show doesn't feel dumb. You know, sometimes it's just like, we got to be dumb here. Uh, And right now they're trying to build a artificial speed force like Eobard Thawne did, like in the comics and in the show, because uh, they need to replace the Speed Force. And that's basically it, because there's not they haven't come to a conclusion on any of this, Yeah, because there were three more episodes that they were supposed to be. They ended on episode 19 out of 21, I think, or 22. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and by the way, it, Michael Rosenbaum has a podcast that Grant went on to talk about, like, this was after they had finished filming, and this was right before this episode came out. It was worth listening to, just hearing him talk about his time on The Flash and... Stephen Amell went on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast and he had, uh, I almost feel bad saying this, but it's, it was a published podcast that he wanted to go out. He has a panic attack on the podcast. Yeah, I remember leaves. hearing about that. And, yeah. he, and, he, and he came back and he talked about it and it was very nice hearing somebody who has been that on all the time and who has to play like a, a stronger character for a younger audience member hearing that and hearing someone being in a vulnerable place it, it was very i think it was a very strong thing to do yeah. to release something like that and because you could have totally scrapped it and that would have been fine you know like no one would have held it against him i wouldn't have yeah um but i appreciate that so i recommend that anyways um that's the only show i'm checking out legends i've heard some interesting things happening over on that show um also by the way brandon routh went on michael rosenbaum's podcast and he talked about his departure from the show and it sounded more like you know who knows Mm -hmm. it sounded more like he was kind of written off a little bit um which was disappointing i that you know who knows you know there's uh there could be different sides to it but fun fact i didn't know that he and nora uh on the show they had been married since before superman returns oh wow together for that yeah I thought they met on legends or something like that no they've been married she's been there through all his stuff so and also interesting hearing him talk about Superman. Did they, Returns. Wait, wait, wait. Were, were they like on a soap together or something? Is that how they connected up? That may have been because he was okay. on a soap opera. Because that happens a lot. The soap opera stars end up end up with each other usually. They're in the trenches together. I they guess. are. But, they uh, are. I, I, uh, well, we're checking out Michael Rosenbaum's podcast at least for those episodes. Just hearing Brandon Routh talk about it because like he seems very much like his characters. Uh, and, but when he talks about like he had an addiction to world of Warcraft that was pretty mm-hmm. extensive when it like kind of like abs- absorbed his life after like Superman returns didn't really work out and hearing that because it's just a, it's a different type of addiction. It's not the same as, uh, and maybe not as destructive as other like substance abuses. Yeah. Um, but it was just interesting hearing him talk about it. He wasn't trying to equate it, but he was talking about that. This is something that I need to deal with. And uh, it, just having the support system in his life to deal with it was very inspiring, at least for me. So, very uh, cool. but I know you're not, you're the CW shows. They're gone with the wind baby for you. You're checking out star girl. You're checking out Harley Quinn. You're watching these, those shows, correct? Yeah. I mean like, yeah, cause we review the DC universe shows. Yeah. I, but it's not like there's, an animosity like i saw that a uh, batwoman had hush on uh nice. and the design for that looked kind of cool and you know and i always felt like you know i'll watch legends and it's like i just don't 
have it in me. I feel like I did it. I did my time. You know what I mean? Like we supported that show more than a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I'm glad that they're out there. I might check out the Superman and Lois. The as of this recording, they dropped out a promotional image. Uh, they dropped a promotional image for it. Uh, and it's one of those like yeah, Superman and Lois is a weird name. Like there, there's a reason that other show is Lois and Clark. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's great, great name. Yeah, and it's it's like the comic is like Superman, Batman. It's not Superman and Bruce. <laughs> Superman uh, and Bruce. That's pretty good. But uh, but yeah, I I'll, I'll, I might check that out. But I uh, yeah, I just I'm glad that you're sticking with Flash. I'm glad that you're ride or die with with Flash. Um, just so I, you can tell me what you just told me. Like you could just keep me. Oh, that's what's happening. Cause Roxy pointed out now, once you miss it, like if you miss a week, that's seven hours of programming yeah. or however many shows there are at this point. And so after however many weeks it's been off, it's like, how do you even catch? Not that you need to watch every one of the shows, but like, because that's what we did. That's what it feels like is required of us. Um, and maybe if they had more traditional finales, I would have tuned into the finales. Uh, but who knows? You know, life goes on. But we did um, in the Discord. We reached out to you all to see what you've been up to during this quarantine because we're what, like two months deep, more. Yeah, I did actually want to ask you really quick because this is kind of a bottle, and we could talk about this at length when you're finished with it. But I know I finished Gravity Falls. I was a big fan of it. You've checked it out, and I just wanted to check in on your thoughts of, of that series as a whole because it's highly recommended by our Discord. Yeah, it, it's grown on me. It's grown on me. The first couple episodes I thought were fine. And then as a kind of hit in, which I think is true of most shows, like yeah. it takes a second for them to hit their groove. But I really like not that every episode is set up this way, but it feels like their normal formula, at least so far, I'm still in season one, is they take a pretty standard sitcom or animated show premise. And then about halfway through, it becomes insane. And yeah. I like that. And it's and it's all tied to that theme. Like one of the standout episodes for me is when. Uh, Dipper, the main boy, which, by the way, I got to say, Mabel is the MVP. Mabel is voiced by Christian Shaw, is hilarious and is my easily my favorite part of any episode of that show. Um, but Dipper has a crush on one of the women. Like She's a girl. She's like a 15 or something, but he's 12. So she's older than he is. Uh, one of the girls they work with. And her him and Mabel end up going along with her friends so this like older teen crowd to this like abandoned gas station and so he's trying to find a way to impress her so it's classic like younger kid trying to impress the older girl what does he do and then ghosts show up and start like abducting people and it's it's that type of thing same similarly there's um their grunkle stan who's always trying to always doing money making schemes and all that stuff is having like a dance for young people and Dipper's trying is overthinking ways to try and impress this older girl, and they find an old copy machine that makes copies of of like whatever you want, including him. So he makes copies of himself to try and like work the booth and impress the girl. And the way they play out that whole clone scenario, I thought was really fun and really engaging. And so normally. You know, even the clone one, like it was a setup that I was like, oh, I don't know if I care about this. But then the way they tackled it was was really entertaining. And so, yeah, I'm I, I'm really into it. I also can't help but think and I don't know what you think about this, Sam. I can't help but think I wouldn't mind. We talked about this on our Avatar episode, the idea of a live action adaptation. I would be interested to see because the premise, the basic setup is so solid. 
Like, what if you did do a live action one that was just a little bit more serious and the same basic premise, you're in this small town. It's basically Erie, Indiana. Small town with these monsters or whatever, these weird things, and these young kids are discovering it, but you did the more like young adult, teen angle of it um, as live action. Like, I feel like that could be a pretty cool show that people would watch. Same. I think it would be really a Disney Plus. Knock, knock, knock. Disney Plus, get on it. I mean, you're Get doing Percy it. Jackson, but maybe you could do this too. By the way, that does sound... I it, The premise is solid. Maybe the source material might be a little rougher because it's like a YA book, but the premise makes sense. It's modern day. Yeah, Greek, the Greek gods. Oh yeah, they're they're doinking human people still. And yeah, they're, yeah. They're, you got to do something with all those demigods. That's a lot. That's a lot of demigods. Yeah. So you better get on that. And that's going to be the official synopsis. Like the gods are still out there doinking. Uh, one of Stanley Tucci's best roles as a fawn. I think I don't remember. Oh, was he, he in the, the kids? The Percy, there was two of those movies. Yes, thank God, <laughs> thank God there were. God, uh, God bless Stanley Tucci and his willingness to uh, be in bad movies. By the way, uh, right now he uh, on his Instagram is showing how he makes cocktails. Yeah, and, Stanley Tucci, uh, Stanley Tucci, and uh, and none of them are like. And he's not like breaking the mold. He's just showing. He's like, "This is how I make it." And, but he's so charming, and he's like, "Could I get my what was it? My cocktail wine, please?" And it's just wine he's drinking while he's making another cocktail for his wife. And his wife is filming and kind of like doing an okay job. But the more he like does banter with her, it's very, it's very sweet. It's oh there, good. They, he seems the way he is in couples in movies feels like how he is with his wife in real life. And I like that. That makes like me that. happy because I've seen him play assholes and stuff before. And so there's there, that, there's that part of you that's like, is he an asshole? Is he an asshole? Cause he's so good at being an asshole. Is he an asshole in real life? And it makes me happy to learn that, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it. By the way, uh, I, I know I've asked, I just don't remember right now. Have you seen devil wears Prada? No. Oh, we got to watch it. Oh, my God. You're going to love That's going to be your favorite Stanley Tucci role the, by far. He will, he'll put it down in your books. You're going to be like, hey, at my funeral, you're going to have to play this clip from Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> and then this other clip with Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway. I'm saying it right now. Putting oh, it out there. Damn. So Stanley Tucci is married to Emily Blunt's sister. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Emily Blunt's sister. So yeah. Wait, is he like Emily Blunt? So uh, maybe they probably Prada. met during Devil Wars Prada. Oh yeah, yeah. That's wild. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing some googling right now. <laughs> no, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to, guys. Hold on one second. We're gonna have to dive down this rabbit hole and litigate. Oh, oh. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and he was married to somebody else before that. Now he's married to Felicity Blunt. There you yeah. go. All right. Enough. Enough of the <laughs> enough of Stanley Tucci's personal life. So in the Discord, yeah. we got a couple uh, questions from you guys in the chat. Um, but it, before we dive into that, um, you know, we asked you all in our Discord um, what you all have been up to during this time. Um, and Caitlin Conway says so much Animal Crossing. Yep, that's about right. That's same. I check in in the morning and I check in in the evening. And I need to brag for a second, DJ. This brag means something up. to you. Uh, I uh, my turnips were being sold for four hundred and sixty five bells a piece, and so I made uh, two million dollars in about uh, one second. And I was uh, I I paid off my house. I got a basement now. 
And uh, mm-hmm. the economy's thriving over on Rum Tum Tug. That's the name of my eye. Nice. And uh, I have a barbecue now. I've got so many different plants. Also, right now, they introduced a character from the classic games named Red, who sells uh, art. And it could be like, uh, by the way, uh, they like uh, the Mona Lisa or like the girl with the pearl earring or Michelangelo's David. Get, gang, if you're looking for some nudity in the <laughs> Animal Crossing universe, and Michelangelo's David's got peen and the ball ball peen something like that there's a joke there couldn't figure it out yeah. dumb. uh and i was like oh, oh my goodness uh what, what do we got here uh but the problem with red is that he sells counterfeit art so you have to look up how you can tell the difference between the counterfeits and the real art that's it's like funny pretty, it's pretty obvious and if you because you have a museum that if you find fossils you can turn those fossils into like big exhibits uh, or like fish or, or bugs. So you can have like a butterfly sanctuary and then like a whole aquarium. And now they have an art exhibit. Uh, but if you, you can't turn in counterfeit art and you can't sell it. So you have to just take it. So you have to figure out how to like buy the, the legit art to donate so you can have like a full museum. And so far only two pieces because red doesn't show up that often. So it's, it's been tough. But I almost have a full museum and it's been nice. pretty cool. Nice. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, so... Oh, uh, you were playing Luigi's Mansion. Where are you at? Where am I at? I got sidetracked because I also got Cuphead, which is which is a lot of fun. Um, stressful. When you playing fun. that on, by the way, Switch. I play that yeah. on Switch. Yeah, and and I love the game. Never has a game more directly spoken to me than in Cuphead when you're playing. Because normally, uh, you have you played Cuphead, Sam? Yes, a little bit. Okay, so like you know that ma- the majority of the quote unquote levels are essentially boss fights, mm-hmm. um, and I always choose simple because the game is so goddamn hard. I always choose simple, but there's these running gun that is your more traditional platformer that you can't choose the level. Like uh, it, it, it is just automatically hard. And when you die, there's a voice that like announces stuff, and occasionally will be like, "Stay calm," and I'm like, "I get it. All right, I get. You, I understand what you're saying. I am doing my best, but this is really challenging. <laughs> God bless this game. If, if it wasn't as beautiful as it was, I probably wouldn't work so hard to play it. But I've also the one that's been taking up most of my time is um, buddy and I started. Buddy of mine and I started playing Red Dead Online. And um, that has been real cool. I'm a big, it's sometime, literally last night, if you ask my wife, she would say, I did not think it was cool because uh, like Red Dead, you get these side missions. And my favorite part is that me and my buddy basically get to live out our dreams of being cowboys without all the uh, heartache and trauma that that did entail. Um, So we go on bounty hunting missions together and play story missions and stuff like that. That's the part I like. Whenever I'm in a competition with other players, it reminds me of back in the day when I would play Halo and like 12-year-olds would snipe me from across the map and it didn't matter what I did. Like I just couldn't compete. So I got a mission. Uh, I guess I'm at the point now where these those missions you pick up have pitted me against other players. Like normally it's like, hey, we need you to go take out this guy. And it's a bunch of NPCs. Last night it was like, we need to take you out this guy. And it's another player. And I guess the game informed the other player that I was coming after him. And so I was doing, my, and I was on a time limit. So I'm doing my best to get to him, and then I just die. And it's like, and then it would like start me again across the map, and I had to try and get to this person, and that, then I died. I'm like, this is not the part I enjoy about the game. This person clearly <laughs> has played longer, has better guns than I have, is better at this game than I have, and I don't appreciate the fact that you pitted me against this person. But uh, but yeah, I've been playing that, uh, and I'll get back to Luigi's Mansion. I just did the uh, sand level. 
I think. I love the sand. It's sand level's hard, but I I did. It's I love the just the entire aesthetic of that, and yeah. I like that the whole room is filled with sand, and you can go through all of it. Yes. you can search through all of it, and there's stuff hidden in there, but there's also a lot of nothing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found a few things, and then I was like, okay, I think I'm good, and then I started playing the uh, uh, doing the rest of it. But um, I wanted to read this one for you. It's um, Luke. I can't. Yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce the rest of his name, but on our Discord chat, Luke, he says what he's been up to is walks, the new Scrubs We Watch podcast with Zach and Donald, and definitely rewatching episodes of Community and now Avatar. Now, Sam. Yeah, walks walks have been real important right now. Go ahead. Walks are cool. Walks are good. I've been walking the dog. It, it, walks are super cool. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about this Scrubs Rewatch podcast. And, I, and I I'm saw, hoping I saw your tweet. Yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> maybe you can. I'm hoping maybe you can help me work through it because I feel like it's not productive. Um, but it is as somebody as people who have a podcast who you know at times it's like we try. You know, you want more people to listen. It feels like, especially now in quarantine, where people famous people that get residual checks from the famous things they've done <laughs> have decided to start doing what we do, and it's like yeah, but we're already doing that. And you taking the eyeballs off of what we're doing to what you're doing is uh, frustrating. And um, and as you know, we've been doing this podcast thing for like almost four years now, and it's it, it's been just to be candid with our audience, it's become increasingly tougher because like the David Tennant's and the Zach Braffs of the world and the Michael Rosenbaums, who are all entertainers that I generally generally like. It's like are also doing and it's like, well, listen, motherfuckers, you get to be in TV shows and movies. All right. Maybe dial it back. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't I don't I can understand the frustration. I mean, I feel it like I know what you're talking about, but I don't think there I I don't think there is. Hmm. I want to say this. I don't think there is something to be necessarily mad about in the sense that i i don't like i think it's uh, it's unfair with the attention that they get doing it you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's that they're like last year conan started a podcast and then on a magazine like the he- the cover was the pioneer of podcasting it was conan o'brien last year and you're like what are you talking about yeah but like the, the bigger names when it comes to production houses and like um uh, when it comes to developing podcasts like they've been around for a long time and they always are going to get more attention like than indie uh, mm-hmm. creators that that doesn't mean that one is more deserving than the other i don't feel that way but i i i'm not mad at those celebrities for getting that because you're getting conversations that you wouldn't normally get on this medium it is nice that podcasts can be developed and created by individuals anywhere in the world with any kind of uh production gear hell you can just do it with your phone yeah. you just record it on your phone and, and go with it um it, it's I, I don't feel that any of those podcasts are necessarily taking away listens or views that we would have gotten uh, or we would have received because we're not talking about those things that they're talking about. We and could have done our own Scrubs podcast, Sam. You ever watched it? Yeah. yeah I was a big great. fan of Scrubs. I was a big fan of Scrubs. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, but it's like at the same time, like, yeah, they're rewatch podcasts like that are, 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 are difficult to get really big. You know, when it comes to especially older shows like Scrubs, like the only one I can think of that was successful is the X-Files podcast that Kumail hosted when he was a comedian and that eventually led to X-Files coming back for better or worse. Um, uh, I don't think 
there is something I don't think really there is something to be mad about at them because those are also thinking about it. Those are people who th- those shows were not really developed by the creators necessarily the hosts of those shows those were developed by producers at these networks that wanted to have a shot just like any of us who are starting out yeah so i I, i'm not mad at them really and uh i think it allows for a different type of conversation to be had with these celebrities in a way that humanizes them but also dives into the things you love more that you wouldn't necessarily the only way we could get close to that is if we were able to like somehow secure more high profile guests. And that's very hard for us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we do do it, it's, it's very special, but I don't, I think the the wonderful part of the podcast is that uh, different versions of the same thing can exist in the same space and thrive the way that they do. I, I don't think those necessarily are affecting how our podcasts is thriving personally. Um, and I think that uh, the scrubs podcast is truly delightful because it, it's, two actors that have really you know marketed that, that that they are friends outside of the show and that's always nice to hear when you hear that the show that you like is the people who work on it do actually love each other uh and the conversations they get into on the show are very enlightening when it comes to developing a show and you're able to learn a lot about the behind the scenes when it comes to bill lawrence the showrunner or developing characters or initial like what they were going to do if the show got canceled in season one they had a whole pitch of what the janitor was going to be mm-hmm. that he was going to be a maybe you know this i know like more like uh hardcore fans know this the original pitch was the janitor was going to be a figment of jd's imagination that he wasn't wow. going to be real uh, but when you watch the first season, they're like, if the first season was the end, they were going to set that up. But he clearly interacts with people in the first season. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> clear, not that there aren't JD, there are members of the cast. So I don't know how they would have done that necessarily. Yeah. But there, there's a lot to learn from that. And I, I just kind of take it as um, uh, extended DVD commentary. There you go. For the, for the shows that I that I love. I, I, uh, I think there's other avenues where celebrities are t- using the same platforms that indie creators use and they're being very successful and they, uh, that feel a little bit more like unfair, that feel a little uh, more unfair to indie creators. But when it comes to a podcast, hell, go for it, man. Make yeah. any podcast you want. Conan O'Brien, you want to do a Adventure Time podcast? Go for it. Weird as hell. But you know what? I might check it out just because Conan's interested in it. Yeah. So, And hey, if you get more people listening to, uh, involved in a medium because they are there, I think that, uh, it's like a rising tide lifts all boats kind of situation. So. Well, we've got a few more things. I want to get to, we got some questions in the chat that I want to get to because we got some good questions there, but just to rattle off some other things that people are doing. Um, Robbie is trying to read the huge pile of books that's stacked on their, that's been stacked on their bed for two years. Um, uh, Kevin has finished final fantasy seven, uh, final seven, final fantasy seven. What is it? Remake. That was about mm. 80 hours. Damn. Uh, we got some, uh, what else we got? Some, uh, Ulysses Campbell's re- revisiting Phineas from Ferb. Um, a bunch of cool stuff in there. And if you're part of our Discord, you can be a part of that conversation as well. But I wanted to jump over to some of the questions we've got here. Um, we've got... Uh, in the YouTube chat? In the YouTube chat. Yeah, Brenda up top says, favorite quarantine snacks. Tell us what you should... Uh, tell us what we should be keeping our eyes out for in the grocery store, gang. I actually almost felt like tearing up for a second. I need, <laughs> I need, I need you to understand. I found the perfect potato chip. Oh, perfect! Do tell, do and tell. I, I, I don't 
I don't reach for potato chips. If they're there, you know what? The only time I really ate potato chips as a kid for me was it when they were doing like hot dogs on the grill at, or at like a, at a swim meet or like a, at like yeah. a function at a park. And they have like a bag of Doritos that you grab and you eat with your, you yeah. eat with your hot you, dog. Yeah. You down that bag of Doritos and you hop right into the pool. It's the best. And yeah. that's where you wash off yeah. all the ketchup and the, and the cheat and the cheetah dust. So I'm never going to grab chips. Tortilla chips, always solid. You're at a Mexican restaurant. You're going to have some guac and, and salsa, maybe some queso. Ooh, tortilla chips. But the best potato chips out there, and I've been eating them too much during this quarantine. I'm going to go ahead and dial it back. It is the, oh, uh, what's the brand? Uh, oh, no, it just left you. What's the brand? All this buildup, and you couldn't remember the brand. Okay, I'll tell you the flavor. And okay. You can get them from any, any, uh, any, processor of potato chips i don't want to call them like chefs because i that's they're just putting potatoes <laughs> in an oven and then putting them in a bag uh it is salt and pepper flavored chips kettle specifically now kettle sells a sir uh, a family serving size and whenever someone said like whenever i see sea salt chips i'm like boo try to get me healthy with a stupid chips let me eat cool ranch you fucking nerd <laughs> i but when i when i tried salt and pepper chips for the first time you're like oh damn that's just salt and pepper in there? And you're like, yeah, just salt and pepper. And you have another one. And you're like, oh, my God. And then about 20 minutes goes by, and you realize a family-sized bag is gone. <laughs> just, you just, just demolished gone. it. Because it's not, it's not trying to hit you over the head with a crazy flavor that you've never had before. It's just a solid flavor. A flavor is the foundation of almost every single dish in American history. This is what the forefathers ate, and this is what our goddamn great-great-great-grandchildren are going to use on their food, salt and pepper. And when you have a salt and pepper chip, all of a sudden you realize, huh, Sometimes I make life too complicated. Sometimes <laughs> I need to go to, I need to wind it down. I need to get back to basics. I need to think about a simpler time. That's why I don't do ketchup on my fries, man. You are a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put Thousand Island on fries. Yeah. Those are the monsters. <laughs> ranch dressing on fries. I'll get in a fight about that. Mm -hmm. I get, we Americans like ranch dressing too much. Uh, but salt and pepper chips, man, there's no, you cannot do better. There, I don't, I, I think, I think there are a adjacent also solid solidly tasting chips but salt and pepper chips are it's just the cream of the crop get salt and pepper chips i'm trying kettle to, specifically kettle specifically i'm trying to think about uh I don't, I don't think my snack game has changed too much um since quarantine i will say that um my sandwich making game has gone up a little bit because um you know I, I the older you get the more you realize the key to a good sandwich truly is the ingredients right oh. and um you know you get that sliced ham you know from the from the not it's not even the frozen section it's the cold section of of the store and uh we used to get the like you know there's the honey ham or whatever black forest ham ooh that is where it's at that is uh, where the ham really deli quick. meat is at really quick have we both had lunch yet? I'll say no. Uh, yeah, I have not. not had lunch yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a dangerous question. Yeah, this is a dangerous time. And Sam, I don't know what um, your I I've got my sandwich sandwich method down pat. I'm going to share it for the audience at home. I'm taking notes. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you take your slice of bread. Bread's also important. I've got to be honest with you. The bread game has been hit or miss because you it, the, in quarantine you take what you can get. The bread shelves are usually pretty bare, so you whatever is available, you you take it. Um, but, uh, you, you take your bread. Um, we, in this Wooldridge household, we tend to do the high fiber 
grain, whatever. I draw the line at um, my wife got this one that had like full nuts in it. It's like mm, that's uh, messes up the texture of the bread. Let's not do that. Um, you take your bread, you you put a pan on the oven with some oil. You put your your meat or your protein in there. You sizzle it up, right? So if we're talking about black forest ham, I'll sizzle that up. You put cheese. I I like to do um, pepper jack on one piece of bread and um, and uh, either mild or sharp cheddar on the other piece of bread. You lay your you lay your ham on the bread on one layer of cheese. You add the other layer of cheese. You add the other layer of bread. Then, having kept the pan on the burner, nice and warm, with that oil and that grease from whatever meat you did, you put the bread in that, mm-hmm. so it gets, soaks it up. This is a trick I learned from whichever, whichever food sponsor we had at whatever point. We've had multiple Blue Apron, whatever. I can't remember at this point. They're not a sponsor anymore. It doesn't matter. If they uh, want to come back, though, uh, yeah, we, we would love to have you. We would love <laughs> we to have you. you. Um, so yeah, and then you and then you flip over, you cook it evenly, boom, you're good to go on the sandwich. That's how I like to make them. It's pretty. It's still pretty simple, but it, it it's it's a nice like. You know, I tend to, I still have some of my co- habits from college where I'll eat frozen foods and stuff like that, but it's nice even if it's as simple as a sandwich, something that you just made yourself. Uh, but really quick, and well, I'll say a, a couple different habits I've tried is I've been making breakfast a little bit more special in the morning just to start the day off, right? Because cool. like, like breakfast has never really been like the biggest thing. I love breakfast food. Yeah. But since we're not going to diners, it's like, okay, let's try to like make this a little bit more special. I don't want to make pancakes, even though I love eating pancakes. I'm going to make the eggs special. So I've been doing like breakfast burritos, fresh. Those have been really nice because uh, a lot of like fresh peppers, you grill them up with some onions Whoo, and you get some spicy cheese. Ooh, yep. Ooh, I make a pretty mean uh, chorizo breakfast burrito. I've also been making bagel sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Bagel with some egg. And I'm not doing like bacon or anything like that just because like uh, everybody uh, where I'm living right now, most of the people in the house aren't going to eat it. So I'm like, I don't want to be the only one buying this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing like substitutes with like um, I've tried and I, I don't I, I don't think you don't like hummus. Do you? No, or do you have no, opinion I, on it? no, I am not a fan of hummus. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, but uh, to, to the people out there that do like hummus, uh, I am now a huge fan of it. Um, so what I've been doing is a toasting up a bagel. Mm-hmm. You might call me sacrilege for doing this. Uh, anyone out there, you can, I don't care. I'm not changing. Uh, I do a toast up a bagel. I, uh, fry an egg up so you can have the yolk break when you're eating it. Cause yeah. oh boy, my wife is, a, my, my wife is a big best. fan of that too. My wife's a big fan of that too. It's like having a special little packet of ketchup on the inside if you were eating a burger and all of a sudden ketchup sprew out of it that's actually kind of gross if you're eating a burger and then there was a a literal pack of ketchup in there and you're like ooh, baby a a a better scenario is chocolate lava cake when you you go Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's 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 what's up uh fuck i want that too right now um and then i do a little schmear of hummus Mm -hmm. on both sides of bagel and then i put some we got some hot salsa right now. You put it in there nice. as well. And I threw this in here. It's just an extra just flavor. Ralph's right now has this like Chipotle aioli bottle that you can put on Ooh. stuff. And yeah, like, and it's really cheap and it's really good. Like, and so I just do a little bit of that because I don't, we want to make sure it like lasts long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I put the fried egg on there, close it up. As soon as you bite into it, egg pops, boom. And then you kind of just use the bagel to wipe up the egg goop. And all the sauce that... It's going to fall out. It's a bagel. It's not meant to hold it all together. Mm -hmm. There's um, a hole in it. It's like this warm 
like it it's slightly healthier than eating bacon you know like it's yeah. not i'm not winning any awards here with what i'm eating but it's just something about it is so soothing also you know everyone right now is like i'm making banana bread i'm making sourdough at home i'm not gonna fault you i know people on twitter are making fun of those people hell if you want to learn how to make that go for it i don't give a shit but um, like actually a year ago, my girlfriend had uh, surgery on her ankle. And during that, she got into sourdough because she needed something to do. And she's real good at it now. She keeps trying to make um, bagels, and, but they keep coming out as buns. Nice. Because there's a way you can do it without using a tin to hold it. And that's what she's trying to do. Uh, anyway, she still makes giant loaves. And I've been making sandwiches with fresh sourdough bread. And you, Buster, you, be- you better believe that's the goddamn best bread in the whole world. Oh my god, it's so good! Tomorrow night, though, uh, from recording this, I'm going to be making chicken pesto pasta, and I, hot dang, I am thrilled. Oh, I'm thrilled to the gills with that one. I want a chicken pesto sandwich so goddamn bad. I want to, you know what I want? I want to go to an Italian deli where people are yelling at me about what I'm ordering. I, mm-hmm. want I need I want it. To, I want you to ridicule me into getting a giant family size helping of lasagna that I have to try to eat in, in this grocery store slash restaurant. I don't give a shit. I want that so bad. I miss I want, it. Man, I want an In-N-Out triple tri- three by three with fries and a milkshake. Yeah, uh, you could probably oh. get that. I gotta. Uh, I'm I'm playing I'm with scared the, though. Yeah, I know. I'm playing with the idea of um. Uh, there's a you know because I want to support local business and everything. There's a there's a breakfast place I love that I want to see if they do uh, takeout now because of everything that's going on. Uh, well, I will say because uh, I know you're not a you're not a drinker, but uh, for the for the folks at home that are there, uh, I know some restaurants are doing takeaway cocktails, which at first I'm like, that sounds like an easy way to get a fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we have this place near us. That's like this. It's crazy. It's one of those restaurants that's just always going to be here. Just always. Uh, it, Cause like restaurants next to them have been like come and gone that have been really popular, but this restaurant, it's a Mexican restaurant. It's just always been there. It's been there since like the, the town was founded basically. And uh, they were doing, they do just killer uh pitchers of margaritas so you go there you get just the best freshly made chips and guac and salsa and then you get like a a nice hearty like chicken quesadilla or a burrito and then you get a pitcher of margaritas you are hammered mm-hmm. and because it's it's walking distance from our our house we would eat it uh and get and sloshed and then walk home and go to sleep and it was like a nice it was a nice like kind of like ritual to do but they're doing takeaway so last night we got takeaway strawberry margaritas we were trying to get regular ones we ordered incorrectly so we yeah. got strawberry ones but i'll tell you what i poured that into a gigantic wine glass and it felt classy as shit to drink uh, nice. a strawberry margarita out of a wine glass i do have that iron giant uh, tiki mug you got me from mondo and i did put we did make we made margaritas two weeks ago and i put it in that bad boy Rad. Uh, and that was nice and also not hard to clean i did not hey, put it in the hey. dishwasher i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that that thing stays safe yeah, yeah yeah that's that's good okay so getting back to the questions we have in the chat fuck man i'm so hungry right now yeah right we're almost there we're almost there uh caitlin conway says what is the best animated superhero show and why is it the spectacular spider-man from the 2000s she said i I just finished watching it it and it's and it is perfect well listen i know things are complicated now but i've been trying to let you borrow it i know it's so good sam i just had to read that question specifically because of that because it is so good and it does such a good the only bummer about it is you know we started this episode talking about truncated shows is that you know it's greg weissman so, you know, he's a boy that likes to plan ahead. And um, they produced the first two seasons. And then Disney bought Marvel. And so Sony, and I still don't know the logistics of this. So Sony could se- further secure their movie rights. They gave the cartoon TV rights back to Marvel. And so the show died. 
and it's and it ends on like a really like downer note uh but uh it's just such a good encapsulation of peter parker and the his his supporting cast and that world and does such a good job of adapting stories like like venom and doc ock and really cool organic ways and it makes me think it, it, i wish because of the way the legal systems work and because of the fact that spider-man movies make so much money we would never get like a spider-man show but it, it makes me wish that we could get a live action spider-man show on like disney plus or something just because spider-man I, you know, people are going to rip into me this, but like, Iron, it's not like Iron Man is like a drowning in iconic stories. You know what I mean? He's got like a handful of villains people recognize. He's got a handful of stories. You can adapt those into movies. Fine. You know, Spider-Man has got so many great supporting characters, so many great stories, so many things that it's like, I would love to see like a, like a show like The Flash that really is really able to dive into all those aspects of the character um, and the closest we got is Spectacular Spider-Man because it does a really good job of incorporating all those. I uh, I will have to throw a hat in the ring for Young Justice. Uh, season 3 like, also Greg Weissman. really strong. Yeah, and uh, Season 3 was pretty strong. I think Season 1 and 2 are a little bit stronger than, than uh, the third. Definitely had more budget. It did. And uh, it, it's a beautiful show. But I think what Justice League Unlimited and Justice League were able to accomplish is it, it's awesome that they were able to pull that off in the in the way that they did in the style that they did and also i think i just have an extra special love for justice league unlimited because i watched it at an older age but when i realized that the because i grew up in santa clarita which is where uh magic mountain uh, the six flags magic mountain is yeah they had the licensing for the justice league unlimited uh tv show so all the rides there are based on that and cool. uh they always had this gigantic poster you know like where they're walking over like the sunset or whatever it is yeah yeah that's what the that part of the park looks like, and um, I just always saw that as a kid. And I was like, "Oh, that always looks cool." But uh, you know, as a kid, you know, I I wasn't tuning in to try to figure out where to watch a show. Yeah. Um. So I didn't I didn't know where I didn't know where shit was, um, or where to find it. So like knowing that it has this really special place in my heart for just how I grew up without watching it when I grew up. So yeah, I think as much as I love Spectacular Spider Man, and I do think outside of the comics, that is the best version of Spider Man. That's the best adaptation of his stories. I think the best superhero cartoon is probably Justice League Unlimited just because not only um, just the variety of stories it got to tell and the maturity, like especially when you get into the Amanda Waller Cadmus arc and and what that was kind of able to touch on um, during the Bush administration and all that stuff. I, what was what was the episode? Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what the title was, but it dealt with like the seven soldiers of victory and it was a really, I, it did really incredible stuff. Uh, and I thought they it did. It, Wait, like Seven Soldiers, Grant Morrison? No, not Grant. Like original, like Vigilante and Shining Knight. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like like yeah, the yeah, yeah. really obscure ones. And I think that was the one time we saw Arsenal too. Uh, or yes. I, it was probably just Speedy. He probably was just Speedy. He probably wasn't Arsenal. It was Red Arrow. It was Red Arrow, and uh, and then the um, like Phantom, some Red Phantom. Like it was yeah. like somebody else that showed up, and you're like, who's Who's this? Yeah. And who's the... Patriot. That's the name of the episode. What was the uh, guy... Because there's Shining Knight and then there's the cowboy guy. Who's the vigilante. cowboy Vigilante. That's Vigilante. Not the other Vigilante. No. That is the... Okay. what the, that, the very original, like... I don't know, Golden Age or Silver Age Vigilante was this this cowboy character who had like a... But he was still modern day. He had like a motorcycle. It, it's a weird... Those are weird characters. And again, just props to the show for being willing to be like... 
there wasn't any character that was like there that's too weird it's like no we're doing it and then shout out to the booster gold episode of the greatest story what is it the greatest story never told something like that yeah and then i see green lantern (laughs) and then and then the fright and then uh just that the finale the way the the series finale went and the speech superman gives when he's about ready to uh wreak some havoc on dark side is is still something that like means something to me they did they did good they were doing good work on that show uh i like this question here sam from wendy s um are there any habits you've picked up during lockdown that you hope to keep up when things get back to normal or that you want to never speak of again? I've uh, been, uh, I think I'm overall a lot healthier uh, just in terms of like my workout habits. I found this like workout where it's like workout with no um, uh, equipment. And it was kind of aimed for like older women. So I was like, mm-hmm. I can do this. And then the first time I did it, I was like, holy sweet Christ, I can't even finish this. This is so hard. It's not, it's just like a lot of stuff that's very repetitive, a lot of planks and stuff like that, a lot of arm workouts and like workouts but i've been doing it more and i'm getting better at it it just feels i know that to be okay with everything right now yeah i need to do this like it's just it that's that how i've negotiated with myself and i understand myself that i need to do this and like also running and i have um do you know running buffs have you heard of those no uh running buffs are the um like sleeve they look like tubes they're like they're fabric but they're really stretchy i would sometimes wear them as a headband but they are scrunched up because you're meant to pull them down over your face so when if you're running in the cold it covers your nose and your mouth oh, and covers cool. your neck and you can tuck it into your shirt um it's like it just depends on where you're running you can pull it up and pull your hair back it's it's meant to be something that's a pretty universal and really um universal in the sense it has a lot of uses yeah. but i've been running with one of those on as a as a mask because i i'm not a i don't take you don't have to take this uh for, for listeners you please wear a mask and everything when you're going out and being around people but where i'm running there isn't anybody yeah um so i i feel i felt a little bit safer having something a little less protective um if that makes sense yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm running around with that over my head uh or, over my over my mouth and my nose and running right now with a with a mask on is very it's a lot more difficult but i'm trying to push it in my get, head it's it hotter i imagine but i and so i'm trying to go earlier yeah. um but it kind of feels like you remember when Michael B. Jordan in uh, Creed was running with a mask on on the treadmill. And I know a lot of people do that for altitude training. Yeah. So I'm, in my head, I'm like, I'm just doing some altitude training. I'll there go it is. a marathon in the Rockies and I'll do great. Um, and if you take I, your shirt off, you look just like Michael B. Jordan. With the... Man, I'm not trying to get abs during this quarantine, but I am trying to. And I don't have like a goal in mind. I'm just like, if I happen to start looking a little different, that's just a bonus. Because mm-hmm. overall, I'm feeling a lot better and that's the um, part that matters is the is the feeling better part yeah and uh yeah i uh I, there's no like really bad habits necessarily like i i did go and buy um <laughs> i went and bought nutella like on like a, a couple weeks in after i think the lockdown got extended you're like fuck it i was yeah. being real cool i want to go buy something that's gonna make me happy and so i bought uh, nutella and i ate it like a big jar in like five days and i was like cool so this is why you don't buy it <laughs> yeah, um, yeah yeah because it's like it feel it every part of this feels good but you're basically eating cake icing mm-hmm. <laughs> and um it like not base it is and so um I, i'm like that you don't need to do that uh but I, but the big thing is i'm not going to hate myself into eating healthy i'm not going to do that so um I, i'm just making uh more calculated decisions of how i know i will make myself feel better it makes a lot you? of sense to me uh, i'm trying to think how much of my habits have changed I, I, every time we have these conversations i feel like i say the same thing my day-to-day life is not too different it's the emotional 
like anytime you log onto Twitter and you see what's trending or you look at the news headlines or whatever and you just that that that's the challenging part. Um the feeling of and and the fact that yeah, and I talked a little bit about this with Roxy too, I'm a person that likes to plan ahead. And it's al- it's not entirely but almost impossible to do that. You know, mm-hmm. because of how uncertain things are and how at the very top the people that are able to make those situations easier just seem either incapable or unwilling to do so um to do the things to to make our situation more stable that's the challenging part but as far as habits go they're mostly the same except that i've used this time to really invest in um creativity i just finished a feature script um and um that I, I'm really happy about. I'm hoping it's received well. Um, I am now working on a new comic. Um, and so I'm, I guess I'm just trying to be productive and not let, like you were discussing earlier, not let this time kind of defeat me or defeat my plans. I'm just trying to be more creative about how I can accomplish what I was trying to accomplish anyway without any of the tools that I was going to have if this was not happening. Um and so it's just thinking about things differently. It's just thinking about things in a different way and, and kind of uh, planning differently and kind of, and, and as, as shitty as it is to say, kind of planning for the worse. Like, you know, like I was at a certain point where it's like, well, you know, quarantine's supposed to go up on the 15th and maybe things will start getting normal and maybe there'll be a spike. And it's like, no, there will be. It's just, a, just I, I should just plan that there will be a spike in the fall because we're not doing anything to make sure there's not. So there will be, you know what I mean? And, and just accepting, accepting what you can't control so that you can refocus on the aspects of your life. And I think that's part of the habits is, is taking control of the aspects that you can to make your life a little bit better. It's just like you're, you're being healthier and I'm trying to be productive so that when things do go back to whatever normal is. And let's, if I'm being completely candid, I kind of hope things don't go back to normal. I hope things get better. I hope this is yeah, an opportunity. That's the, that's the big thing. Yeah. I hope things, th- this is an opportunity for us to see the the flaws in our systems and maybe ourselves and all yeah. that stuff and use it as an opportunity to, to improve and maybe hopefully treat each other better because this is, it's a unique opportunity because we're, we're all connected by it. And so hopefully I would like to think, that this is a chance for us to see the things that connect us and will put us in a position where we treat each other better. There's, there's some, you know, just the other day you were, you were talking about a protest down the street from you. There's some evidence to say that at least some of us are not learning that lesson, but, uh, but I'd like to think that for the most part, you know, this is the thing that we can all look back on and be like, well, we all, even though we were, did it in isolation, we all went through this together and, and, and hopefully that gives us a kind of a shared understanding. And, and when things start getting better, I want to be ready to go. Um, and, and, you know, all you can do, my mom always told, told me, all you can do is the best you can do. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. Just the, the best I can. And that's what we're all doing. We're all doing the best we can. And like you, you are trying not to be too hard on yourself about the Nutella. We can't be too hard on ourselves about the times we drop the ball because all we can do is the best we can do. And to a degree, this is out of our hands, you know, um, other than, you know, wearing, staying inside as best you can, wearing your mask, washing your hands, being respectful. And again, just not to 
get on a soapbox, but the, the mask is not for you. The mask is for the people around you. So it's about taking care of the people around you and prioritizing that. So I, I, I am like this sometimes. I imagine a lot of people out there are where there's, there's occasional waves where you're, you, you get frustrated with the situation and you want to like uh, be angry or you want to whatever. But we're doing this to protect other people. It's not about us. Even though we're all individually going through our own personal experiences, it's not about us. It's about all of us together. Uh, yeah, so I hope we get better, and I and I hope that when things do get better, that I will be in a position to um, do the things that I was trying to do before all this happened. Yeah, and I and I while things will be different, it'll take a while to kind of get back to whatever normal is. I just want to go to the movies. <laughs> Man, that's exactly what I was going to say. I want to go to the Alamo Draft House. I want to have a big fucking bowl of queso and popcorn. I want to eat some fucking chicken fingers. Yeah. Like, I know I can make chicken fingers here, but it's not the same when you're watching Invisible Man while you're eating chicky fingers. <sighs> and then you dip it in the queso. They had so many cool community things that you could go to for free and just experience other people's love of film in such a cool environment. Agreed. Agreed. Enough about that because we're gonna put on the books, DJ. Figure figure out when it works in your schedule. You gotta watch Devil Wears Prada. Okay, just put it out there. We'll do. I think it would be this. Uh, yeah, I think I think you'd really enjoy. It. We'd have to rent it on Amazon. I did look it up, but oh, uh, it's not uh, streaming anywhere. Oh well. But but the the thing is though, if if the Discord, Caitlin and uh, I know a bunch of other people. I think Brenda as well. If you guys really want it, you got to let us know. Let us then know. We'll, that's how, Let us know. But also, Sam, you know, you're going through the alphabet. You're going to be getting to the D's soon. I'm, we, but the, the whole exercise is that it's movies we haven't seen. I got it. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. We've okay. watched Devil Wears Prada plenty of times. Gotcha. Movie, gotcha. Gotcha. That movie rules. And also in the chat right now, if you're watching live, we, uh, uh, Caitlin asked for a channel in the Discord where we could talk about food, and she recommended calling it Food Fight. And uh, it's in there right now. So Caitlin and Brenda, they're they're in there right now. And I want to hear, I want to see your favorite clips from Chopped, from Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, from Chef's Table, from Eating uh, History, Delicious, Eating History. Oh yes, friend of the show, friend of the show. Uh, In both ways, we're friends of that show, and he's friends of this show. Yes. So, uh, yes, please, uh, gang. Uh, stay safe out there. Please uh, talk it through with us in our quarantine chat and our food fight chat over on our Discord. And if you can, we. Uh, really appreciate it if you support us on Patreon. Those five bucks a month, you get access to all the good stuff. But also, hey, follow us on Twitter at Sam Basher. You can follow me at DJ Talks Trash. At Only Stupid Answers. You got the vowels from Stupid. Bing, bang, boom. Gang, we appreciate you guys. Check out our reviews over at youtube.com slash Only Stupid Answers, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye.